comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Previously on Out Now with Aaron and Abe. Man, I almost had you. You almost had me? You never had me. You never had your car. Granny shifting, not double clutching like you should. You're lucky that hundred shot of Nas didn't blow the welds off that intake. You almost had me. Uh, thanks, Vin Diesel. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, get it right. Vin Diesel got it from me. Yeah, I'm sure that he takes into your room and reads your diary at night to get inspiration for his films. What makes you think he doesn't? Hmm, good point. What else did you give him inspiration for then, huh? Haven't you seen my pitch black costume? <gasps> Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe! Hola! Out Now is a film podcast. Today we're now discussing new movies weekly. We also bring a discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, callback to past films similar to the main film of the week, games, and, and other, other fun, fun stuff. Enough. This is episode 141. 141. Palindrome again. Word-wise, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. And um, we are this episode we are talking about Need for Speed, the latest video game adaptation into a movie starring Breaking Bad's Aaron Paul. All those things are, yeah, that happened. Um, and yeah, and joining us to discuss Need for Speed, we have from the DLC podcast on the 5x5 network and the What's New podcast, straight out of Mount Kisco, it's Christian Spicer. I wish I lived in Mount Kisco. That looks really pretty. Hey, happy to be here. Hello, hello. And also from the DLC podcast, we got both DLC podcasters on the show this week, and also the host of Newest Latest Best. He spells it with two N's and one T, and he hates suckers. It's Jeff Kanata. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, I think, Christian, don't you put the kiss in Mount Kisco? <laughs> Aww. Don't you? I like that. I like what that. What a sweetheart. Who started uh, the fun podcast like guest or co-host intros? I don't know who started it, but, man, it's still fun all these years later. It's still fun. <laughs> I, I enjoy doing it, and I'm glad people enjoy having it. So there you go. But, uh, Christian, had, glad, glad to have you back. And, uh, Jeff, glad to have you on for the first time. Yes, thanks for inviting me, guys. This is cool. For sure. And it's it's always fun to combine com- two completely different podcasts into one, especially when it works well like this for a video game movie. Yeah, we are the Voltron of podcasts right there you, there you go. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get to some show notes here, some announcement stuff. Let's see, just, just yesterday, um, in terms of recording this podcast, we put up our Mortal Kombat commentary, commentary with a K. Um <laughs> Yeah, I thought of that the last minute, Abe. I thought it was incredibly cool. It works. Exactly. (laughs) There's more people logging. But yeah, we have a commentary track. You guys love our commentary track, so we did one for Mortal Kombat. I don't see a time more fitting than when a new video game movie comes out and when a new Paul W.S. Anderson movie just recently came out. So that's what happened. Um, Abe and I joined with our friends from the NSFW Gamer podcast to do that, and it was a a good time. It was a lot of fun. Always fun to do. So you can find that now. 
a lot of movie knowledge in the beginning, and then it just breaks down into, like, raucous comedy. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, right, yeah that's what we got. Raucous comedy. Uh, what else? Let's see. Um, last week, we had on Friends of the Show Jimmy O and Jason Coleman, they, and they brought up the Lethal Ladies movie marathon, which is a horror movie marathon that's happening in L.A. at the end of the month, so I want to keep plugging that. Um, that's March 29th, a Saturday. Uh, we'll be watching Drag Me to Hell, Night of the Comet, and Christine with uh, fun surprise guests and prizes and all kinds of giveaways and stuff. So you can kind of Google that, Lethal Ladies of Horror, and that's an L- that's for people that live in the Los Angeles area. Be sure to check that out because that's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, here's the thing. Abe, last week we had some difficulty, or some people had some difficulty. We were discussing because we were t- talking about 300, which changed the lead actor in the movie. Yeah. We're, we're, trying to talk, we're trying to think of movies that were able to work without having the same lead actor. Home Alone 3. Oh, three. Uh, but I realized that this year has a few of those. We have the new Muppets movie next week that doesn't have Jason Segel and Amy Adams. True. We have a new Transformers movie that doesn't have the beef or any of those other cast members. <laughs> the, the beef? The beef. We have Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which doesn't have James Franco. And, like, I think in, like, two years' time or something, we have Jurassic World that has no, none of the same cast. Like, there's a lot of movies. And every yeah. single one of those ex- uh, examples, though... The star of those movies is not those people. Robots, dinosaurs, and Muppets, Muppets, and, and Caesar. Yeah, See, yeah, and Caesar. I that was just kind of interesting, though. We got like the three hundreds, kind of the start of this. Hey, we have this exact same thing going on, except we don't have like the lead, like human actor involved, or maybe Andy Serkis, I guess, for John Hood, whatever. But yeah, just point that out. Um, let's see what else. Last thing before we get into the main show here, iTunes reviews and ratings, good to get those. Helps out the show, helps other people find our show. And, uh, you know, if you have some time in your hand, if you want to go on to iTunes and give us a iTunes review or rating, it'd be very helpful. We'd be very happy. Abe would heave high five himself. It'd be great. I'm already doing it right now. <laughs> Thanks. Boom. <laughs> okay. Too late, guys. All right. Thanks. Let's get to Let's do a little know everybody, where each week we ask each other a few questions, try to set the tone for this podcast, and better get to know everybody. Know everybody. See, we know each other that well. We can only get off like half a second, and we'll be kind of, kind of okay with that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot this one over to Christian first. Christian, yes, sir. Would you rather have a, a classic older car or like a newer, newer sporty car? Um, this, that's a great question. Um, if I can have it as an extra car, and it's just an extra car in my garage, a classic older car. If it's my daily driver and I need to rely and depend on it, it'd be a newer sporty car. But a 67 Camaro SS or, or even like a, a 66, I think was the first year. And it might have been a model year 67, but a fastback. Uh, the first year they did the fastback Mustang would be lots of fun. There's so many, so many great cars. I'd love to have. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, the, the classic old one, if it's a just a toy. Yeah, cool. it's a good question um abe if you were to launch your car off of any hill in a race or driving really fast would you prefer it to do it going so fast up the hill that then you get to the top and you get airborne or would you want to do it where you're driving straight and then the hill drops out and then you get airborne going down the hill Mm. That's so specific. Uh, I, I can see the danger of the of the going uphill and having no visibility while you know cars are coming down. I mean, there could be a huge traffic jam at the top, but uh, but you I mean, might I, launch right over it. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's why that's why the thrill is there. So if, I'd if go you, with the first. If you go airborne, I mean, it's out of your control at that point. Like, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, well, I'd have a parachute <laughs> just, in case, just in case. Yeah, but I'd go with the former. Jeff. Yes. You're part of, like, this ragtag cool gang. Like, you've got, like, four members. And you guys have, like, this new member who's the kid of the group. 
What's his nickname? Squeaky. Squeaky. <laughs> I like that. It could have been. It could have been Vern, like in Stand by Me, or Pete in this one. Squeaky. And, unless he's unless he's wearing glasses, and then of course it's Specs. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Was Specs stay the... home, man? We're gonna go fight. Was Pete the name of the kid? The kid brother? Whatever. Yeah. I could and not. I was trying to describe this movie to people, and I could not. For the I just called him Kid Brother. I couldn't for the. We could call him like Mini James Dean or something. That was yeah. Uh, all right, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, have you ever run out of gas? And if so, what was the experience like? I I wish I had a story to go with that, but I I really haven't. I've gotten to points where I've kind of I I had very I I had very little little gas and I was like struggling to see how far I can go before reaching said gas station but I've never ran out of gas. Does, does anyone have an out of gas story? Mm-mm. Wow, sure. we're all very 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 responsible. Very responsible. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I will amend my question then. What was your first car, Aaron? What was my the first, first car you ever had? My first car, this is kind of interesting, but cuz for people that just don't know me, my first car was my dad's car. He he bought back in 1976 a BMW Model 2002. Um, color Malaga, which is like a red wine color. Great um, cars. And we still have it. It still sits in the uh, the garage. I since have a new car, um, but that was the car I had through high school and through even though your I didn't first have, I, car was a Beamer. It was a Beamer, man, I, a stick I, Beamer. Yeah. If I'd known that, I would have dressed nicer for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you you're wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I would have dressed nicer. Oh. Two tuxedos, one on top of the other. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I, it was a Beamer. It was a, it's a, it still, it still works. It's still a drive. It's a fun, it's a fun sporty car to drive around. That's for sure. It's uh but you know, quite nice. I enjoyed it. And you know, it's a stick, it's a stick with no power steering or power brakes or windows <laughs> or anything. It had no feet. It had no cup holders. There's no features in this car. So it was, it, it makes parking now in these automatic cars a lot easier. Not having that. All right. Um, Abe. Yeah. What would it take you to bring you to Michael Keaton's caffeinated level in your need for speed? Uh, I'd have to, I'd have to do like a line of Coke and then drink two Cokes. And then I'd probably be caffeinated enough to, to get him up there. I, oh, oh, for more, you know, added value, I'd probably put on like a pinstripe suit. I not even pinstripe, more like a Beetlejuice suit just to get in the mood. Uh, okay. So, yeah. If this was a, if this was a video podcast, this is the point where the, the flashing light would say out now does not endorse the use of drugs. That is correct. Okay. Yes. Don't do that, kids. Dare. Uh, but since it's not, we do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christian. If you had the choice between starring in Need for Speed 7 straight to DVD or Fast and the Furious 10 straight to DVD, which one would you choose? Well, I take offense at the question because the way Fast and Furious is going, Fast and Furious 10 is going to win an Oscar. Like yeah. each- <laughs> Each Fast and Furious is getting better and better reviews. Absolutely gets better. Yeah. Also, we're about six months away from Fast and Furious 10, and you're like 14 <laughs> years away from Need for Speed 7. So. Yeah, I would jump on. I would jump on Fast and Furious because I know that even if I was in, you know, the bad guy in Fast and Furious 10, come Fast and Furious 12, I'd be one of the good guys. So I know I have longevity <laughs> in my career. That's great logic. Um, Mr. Kanata, sir. That's me. How did you lose your rear view mirror on your car? Huh. Uh, can I plead the fifth on that one? Yes, <laughs> um, you, you, you can. You can. Or you could make something up. I don't know. I've never uh, asked. Hit, hit and run, baby. Hit and run. <laughs> and uh, I, when I ran, I ran. No, no. Somebody else ran. Um, 
sideswiped me. I think I, I was parked, and I uh, sucks. came out, and it was gone. And guess what? What? Still, still replaced it. Still okay. gone, baby. <laughs> oh, I like you're a better man for it. Streamlined. Yeah. Don't need. You know it. what? I don't rely on all three mirrors anymore. I can re- I can rely on two mirrors, and it's empowering me. No, I don't, there's no really reason. <laughs> I just like picturing that you forgot to move your car for street sweeping, and the street sweeper was just like, well, <laughs> what happens? <laughs> Sometimes you get the horns, Jeff. Sometimes you get the horns. Uh, Abe, if you could uh, turn any video game into a movie right now, which would it be? Uh, I'd go with, um, hmm. TikTok, I'd go TikTok, with Abe. Golden Axe. Ooh. From, like, back in the day. Because that poster was pretty cool. The game, eh. But the poster looked pretty cool. It's like this dude, the barbarian with the axe, the, the female warrior, and there's, like, a dragon on there. I think. You hop on a dinosaur and ride it around, man. Sweet. And I can see Mark Wahlberg starring in that, so I think oh, it yeah. works. It's like, yeah, Golden Axe posters like Star Wars and uh, Conan combined and made this horrible thing. Actually, I'm looking at it now. The, the warrior has a sword. This dwarf dude has the axe. And the female is riding this dragon. That makes sense to me. I don't see yeah. any problem with any of that. But, all right. That's a, I think we've sufficiently gotten to know everybody, and that's how you play. Know everybody. everybody. Let's move on now to Out Now Quickies. Yep. Each week on Out Now, we have many. We have one main movie we talk about, but we always have other movies we've also seen during the week, so we have a segment called Out Now Quickies. Yep. This is fast. Not that fast-ish. I've <laughs> didn't say it as fast as, as I've usually said it. But, uh, Abe, have you seen any other movies this week? Yes, I saw the Grand Budapest Hotel. It is. Oh, a, you did. Yeah, oh. it's a fun caper movie, and I, I, and I think that Ralph Fay, Ray Fiennes uh, did a fantastic job uh, among uh, the other folks in the movie. Um, huge fan of Wes Anderson. I don't know if I, uh, I probably have to view it again, but I didn't come away with it ultra super happy like the Moonrise Kingdom, but I still enjoyed it immensely. Cool. Uh, Christian, have you seen any other movies this week? Veronica Mars, baby, Veronica ah, Mars. Right. If you are a fan of the TV show, it's so easy to recommend the movie. If you have not seen the TV show, go watch the TV show because I think it's all on Netflix and it's great. It's it's great. It's really well done. And but yeah, if you're a fan, you'll love it. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I can recommend it if you're not familiar with the property. I just. I don't know how it will feel. That's kind of that was my walk away impression. Did you watch it when it was on, or did you watch it after the fact, like on Netflix? Or? Um, season one, I watched after the fact, but we caught up, and then I watched two and three when they were on. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I also saw the Veronica Mars movie and this weekend, and I would, I, I agree, I basically agree with your sentiments. I think if you're a fan of the series, and this, you know, obviously works for you as a, you know, additional installments. If you're not. I think it's a little too plain of a story, given that you don't have much context to go with these characters that Veronica keeps running into because they're all, you know, tied into the series. And I wouldn't call it a fan movie per se because I mean it works on its own. It's just it doesn't it it doesn't lend itself to being appreciated by people that aren't fans as much, I guess, because it's just like, oh, okay, she solved a mystery. That's great. Like, why did I? I should have watched the rest of the show. Jeff, were you a Veronica Mars fan? Did you see the? Never seen a single episode. Mm. Well, yeah, I, uh, it's on my uh, to-do list. But it's a very long list, but yeah, someday yeah. I want to catch up to that show. Yeah. That same way, I got plenty of shows I haven't caught up with yet. All right, cool. Uh, Jeff, have you seen any other movies this week? Oh, a whole bunch, actually. Uh, I also saw Grand Budapest Hotel, and I will disagree with Abe and say it is one of the best movies ever. It is pure joy from start to finish. It is exactly the kind of movie that I go to the cinemas for. 
Uh, I love Wes Anderson films. This is one of his best, in my opinion. Uh, it's, it's all about storytelling and weaving a yarn and it is fascinating and specific and interesting. And it's all about language. And, uh, I love the characters. I love the interesting tale that we're told. And, uh, I, if you even remotely like Wes Anderson movies, I would say it's a must see. If, if you're not into Wes Anderson, you're probably not going to like this movie because it's more of what he does best, but no one else does that. Uh, he's in, incredible at it. Um, I also saw The Raid 2, big fan of The Raid. Uh, the Raid 2 will blow your nuts off. Um, <laughs> if you don't have nuts, it will give you some. So basically it, 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 blows blow people's nuts, it blows people's nuts off and then gives them to other people. It's, it's like a redistribution of nuts oh, is what I'm saying. It's, that's it's, nice. It's, yeah. Uh, it's intense and awesome and visceral and violent and some of the most incredible action sequences you will ever see. Uh, very, very, very different from the raid, but uh, awesome in its own way. Long, sprawling, wild, uh, and it will uh, it will blow your nuts off. No, no joke. That is not a not not hyperbole. Uh, I'm gonna wear a cup when I go see this movie. It's it's <laughs> sounds dangerous. So insane. It is insane. And I I mean it's literally watching people get injured for your entertainment. These are it's the action is incredible. Yeah, I keep one because uh, I've saw I've seen the raid too, but I know Abe and I were gonna we're going to discuss this at some point. And we we, we were it, very so. enthused about the first one as well. Yeah, so. we are huge fans of the first raid, and I but I'm I'm just refraining from saying anything about the raid two for now, just so I can. Well, it just wait. makes me excited for dread two when it finally comes out. If it happens, well, it'll just be the, besides, it'll besides just be the raid. It'll be the raid two, right? I mean, that's yeah. what the first dread was. <laughs> Or they make like a combined third movie of the raid, and it just has Carl Urban in it. They like go to America, <laughs> or I guess whatever Mega City, get, Mega City One, Mega City Three, or something. Except back to South Africa. I mean, that's for the yeah. Okay, um, I've seen a few things this week. I I saw Veronica Mars, which I mentioned. Um, I saw actually I saw this a couple weeks ago. I saw Bad Words. This is the film with Jason oh, Bateman that stars him and is his directorial debut. Um, it opened this week in a few theaters. I think it expands uh, nationwide next week. Um. I, I enjoy it. I think it's quite funny. I we had a lot of kind of bad movies this in like recent years between Bad Teacher and then Bad Santa, obviously, which is over almost it's over ten years old. It's like eleven years old at this point. And I think this kind of falls in between. It's not Bad Teacher. I think it was kind of like sitcommy, like look at Cameron Diaz, she's acting all rude to those kids. How hilarious! But uh, and um, Bad Santa has more of this kind of such a anti everything vibe to it but it's like dark it's, i think it's darkly hysterical um bad bad words kind of fits in the middle i i think it's it's not too like sitcom but it's not it doesn't really go too far into dark comedy territory it's just more jason bateman's having it's having a good time with this uh in as the an adult competing in a spelling bee and the uh supporting actors around him are kind of having fun with it and the comedy's it's dark-ish but it's more raunchy i guess if anything uh but it's it's fun and i think um Jay Bateman showed a little flair behind the camera as well. So. And um, what else? Um, I've been watching the show The Returned. I'm not sure if it's been mentioned on this podcast or not, but it's a show on Netflix on streaming right now. It was a French series. Um, it's about basically people. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say people coming back to life, but that sounds like zombies. It's about, it's about um, loved ones that were lost in various years ago um, that are kind of coming back from the dead. And it's really interesting. I really don't want to give anything else away besides that. It's just various families that are all kind of interconnected, all having kind of some of their loved ones returning um, from 
from beyond. And it's, it's just a very well done, well scripted, well acted show. And I think like, I think ABC has like a new show called Resurrection that seems to be very, very similar to this show, but I haven't watched that show, but I have watched The Return. It's like eight episodes and it's just great. So I recommend that easily. Yeah. That's, I saw the Muppets, but we'll talk about that next week. So moving on. Uh, that's it now, Quickies. Yeah. All right. Let's, um, it's a movie trailer talk here where we go over some of the latest movie trailers and what we thought of them when they're coming out, what have you. And the first trailer we have is for Sabotage. Uh, this is the new film from director David Ayer, who, of course, has given us every corrupt cop movie in the past, like, 20 years. <laughs> Except for the one with Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena. Except, that, that, that is the one. He did give us that. He directed that movie. Yeah, but they weren't corrupt cops. No, they weren't corrupt. Yeah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> and this one stars, it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um and then a host of other people that look just that vastly different from how they normally look. Like there's a bald Sam Worthington, there's like a cornrow Joe Mandigliano. Uh, <laughs> I said all that name, um, and a lot of other people. Um, they're a DEA task force, and they find themselves in a pickle after rubbing a rob rubbing robbing a drug cartel. So that's it. Let's uh, start with uh, Jeff. Have you seen the trailer for Sabotage? I am watching it right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to you. I didn't know there was going to be a pop quiz. I, uh, you know, I, I try to avoid trailers mostly, but this movie looks um, like one that I probably won't see anyway. So I'll watch the trailer just for you guys. All right. We'll shoot <laughs> over to Christian then. Christian, thoughts on the trailer for Sabotage? It looks really dumb, but it's from pedigree of someone who's made some really, been responsible for some really great, like you said, corrupt cop movies. But and the the talent in this film seems great. I love Terrence Howard. I love the girl from The Killing. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, while he's easy to make fun of, has been in a lot of great freaking movies. This trailer seems awful. I think I, I don't think it does a it doesn't make me want to see the movie in a way that like Training Day. I wanted to go see Training Day. Um, so this will be a wait and see for me. I'll listen to your guys' podcast episode about it and then I'll decide. Boom! There it goes. Abe, thoughts on the, the hundred percent agree with Christian there, and uh, yeah, I don't really have anything else to add. You can't really wait until your it. own. You can't wait until your own podcast episode, though. I, 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 I actually wait for Aaron's written review, and then like, yes, I will not go see this. <laughs> Is it over, Jeff? Have you seen it now? <laughs> yes, I have seen it now. I seen enough my, of it. My favorite part is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's part. Actually, he has a very distinct part in his hair um and uh it's uh it's impressive it's not his usual spiky schwarzenegger locks um this looks like uh training day with arnold schwarzenegger in it which is pretty much like the funnier die sketch of training day would be <laughs> you know it would be like hey look what if training day get this guys what if training day had arnold schwarzenegger in it um, I'm being snarky and stupid, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. I want Schwarzenegger to return to form. He's quite old. Um, but you've got to wonder why Terrence Howard and, uh, some of the other folks that are in it are in it. Um, I think it comes with having David Ayer involved. I mean, he has, yeah, he got to give his training day. He gave his, I think harsh times is a very underrated movie of Christian Bale doing yeah. some tremendous work. It'd be great if this movie was great. I, I hope it's great. It'd be great if it was great. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with the basic sentiment that this doesn't look very good from the trailer. 
Um, it coming out at like the end of March doesn't seem promising either. It's like, well, whatever. Um, but it has a great cast and I, I tend to enjoy David Ayer's stuff. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe it could be good. Just the, the various hairstyles are killing me in this movie. Yeah, like Schwarzenegger's. <laughs> Sam Worthington has like, Sam a, he's like, braided, he's got a braided, uh, beard. That's how it is when you're doing the DEA though. So. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Um, Sabotage opens the last week of March, March 28th. Um, so, you know, we'll see. All right, so the next trailer we're going to talk about is Tammy. This is the new film from uh, starring uh, Melissa McCarthy and directed by her husband, Ben Falcone. I believe she also co-wrote the screenplay with him. And I have no idea what the movie's about from the trailer. Um, I, I, like I, I heard it's like a road trip movie about this woman who just kind of goes on a weird, like, road trip binge kind of thing. But regardless, the trailer just shows us her robbing a, a, a fast food, a fast food place. Uh, Abe, what do you think of the trailer for, for, for Tammy? Big fan of Melissa McCarthy. I think that she's a very talented and funny woman. Um, the trailer, again, I have no idea what this trailer was trying to show me. Uh, I'm glad that they're using Gangsta's Paradise from Coolio. Uh, that song needs to be played more now that uh, we've, we're have we like 10 years removed. Uh, maybe even... More than that. It's like 20, 20 years removed. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, I have no idea what's going on. It looks okay. I... I hesitate to say that I'm going to rush out to go see it, but I do probably want to see it because it did make me laugh a couple times. So hopefully it's good. Christian? Again, it seems like good pedigree in the filmmaker, people who have made things I've enjoyed before. And I, I don't, and I'm being sincere right now, I don't mean this to like um, weight shame anybody or like body image stuff, but I feel like what this trailer, and this certainly happens with men too, this isn't just a Melissa McCarthy thing. But I feel like this trailer is just saying, like, look, here's a confident fat person. Isn't that funny? And to me, she's such an amazing actor and can do more than that. And while she's very physical um, and, you know, can do some Chris Farley, you know, big person falls and stuff like that, I think that she's so great with dialogue um, and, and can be so fast and quick with how she delivers it and just hits the beat just right. And, like, I think she's great in the heat. Um, with a lot of her dialogue and back and forth with Sandra Bullock. And I know this is just a trailer, but it's a weird trailer. I could almost see this scene not being in the actual movie. Maybe. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it is, but it's, it's literally just one scene from the movie. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't think – I feel like this trailer is the equivalent for a video game of, like, a pre-rendered thing. It's like, here's the tone of the movie. What's the movie about? I don't know. What does the game actually play? Like, who cares? But look at look at Batman. Look at CG Batman. Um, so this is a total wait and see for me on this. I have a question because uh, wait so and like see. <laughs> I, I have a I have a question because I I watched the trailer and it's like it's it was moderately amusing to me and I'm trying to wonder am I really a fan of Melissa McCarthy like I like Bridesmaids I wasn't a fan of the Heat I didn't think it was because of the actors involved I just didn't like the movie that much but I haven't really seen her in anything else. So, like, have you guys seen her in other things that aren't, like, these, like, you know, the Heat or Bridesmaids or, like, the big comedy? Her TV show, you? Mike and Molly. I don't watch Mike and Molly yeah. at all. I've never seen anything. I've seen a few episodes, and she's good in that. Yeah, and go, you can do some internet searching and see some of her, and this is ignorance on my part, but I believe it's Groundlings or Second City, but her some of her ske- old sketch stuff, you, at least you could months ago. I don't know if it, it comes up and comes down, mm-hmm. but she's... A very talented performer. I'm yeah, I'm sure she is. And like I see on Gilmore, she was on like 153 episodes of Gilmore Girls. Apparently, I never watched Gilmore Girls. And... Oh, she's also in the Nines doing a dramatic role. I forgot about that. Yeah, she is in the Nines. That was one I remember. It's like I just don't remember that much. So it's just like 
I'm not, I can't say that I'm like a huge McCarthy fan because I just don't seem to know much like of, of her outside of like the two big comedies she's been in. So I, you know, I like laughing. I like going to comedies and laughing. So like, oh, I can hope it's. She was in that bad movie with um, Road Trip, False ID. What was it? Oh, Identity. Oh, with Identity. 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 See that yeah. movie? I couldn't like that. I that trailer just made me not laugh ever. So I was like, ah, like this, this looks horrible. And that's all I've heard about it too. So I had no reason to see it. But yeah, I'm like. I'm aware she's around and I'm aware she's popular. I just like for some reason I just don't seem to jump onto the onto the train of her besides the, the stuff I have seen. And I like Bridesmaids. I wasn't a big Heat fan, so I'm, so with all that said, yeah, like this looks amusing. I'd like to see what this movie's about beyond like one scene, but we'll get we'll get there, I guess. I don't know. See, it was just like a teaser trailer, I assume. So yeah, see where that goes. Um, Tammy, which has a big cast: like Allison Janney, Dan Aykroyd, Sandra Oh, Susan Sarandon, Tony Collette, Kathy Bates. It's like a huge cast in this movie. Uh, opens July se- July second, two thousand fourteen. So you know, wow. it's, it's the big weekend there. Like, what's it going? Yeah, going for it. <laughs> it's, it's that and Transformers, guys. Those are the movies. Yeah, we All right, let's uh, let's move on now. Let's get that was trailer talk. Let's move on to our main film review for Need for Speed. I spent two years thinking about one moment. He set me up. In our world, you always go back. He just left him there. That's what I can't forgive. That's my boy. Yo, T, I'm really happy you're home. Boys, we miss you, brother. It's time to celebrate. Call up some females. Do you know any pretty ones? You like your mama? (laughs) What are you thinking, Toby? This could put him away for life. It's time we make him pay. But first, we're going to need a fast car. All right, so that should have been some of the trailer for Need for Speed. This is another venture into the realm of video games turned movies. This one stars Aaron Paul as Toby, action hero name in the making, who is on a mission to outrace his rival Dino, who is responsible for the death of a friend and for Toby going to jail for a few years. Now Toby is out and he has to race across the country in order to make it in time for another race to prove how he's one of the greatest racers ever. Lots of speed will be needed. Jeff Kanata, what did you think of Need for Speed? I might be in the minority here, but I actually enjoyed it. Um, I had very low expectations going into Need for Speed. I thought it was going to be a cheap knockoff of The Fast and the Furious. And um, I was pleasantly surprised with how much fun I had in this movie. It's dumb. It's it's dumb. And I'm not usually one to check my brain at the door. But I didn't feel like it was offensively dumb. I felt like it was kind of fun dumb. Um, there's a lot to criticize in the movie. But let me say what I liked first, and that is... The racing, man, the racing is so well shot and so fun and, and kinetic and interesting. And uh, the cars themselves are rad and featured well. And um, from what we, uh, from all accounts, it sounds like they didn't really use much CG to shoot this, the uh, races either. And I think that it feels like they didn't. It feels like these are real cars being really raced and really it slammed. It's all. All practical effects. Yeah, that's, no that's what they claim. I, I, I'm not sh- certain that that's entirely 100% true, but it certainly feels like that's true. And it, and I also am impressed with how it's shot. Uh, it really feels like the actors are driving, and I think there's a lot of there's a lot of cockpit view stuff that we haven't really seen too much of in in uh, 
car movies. Uh, and I think that a lot of that perhaps was inspired by the video game. And if that's the case, then I'm glad it was a video game license. Not much else to bring from that license other than name recognition and, and uh, the fact that it's about cars being, going fast. Um, I think that uh, Aaron Paul was, you know, did a fine job. I think he was miscast. I don't think that uh, that's what was needed in this role. I, I've been saying, I said on the Slash Filmcast, I've been saying a few other places too, that uh, this movie, at least the middle section of it, reminds me a lot of Smokey and the Bandit, which is a movie I loved growing up. And uh, that's what the the most fun I had in this film was when we were sort of on this cross-country road uh, trip and, and evasion from the cops. And we have our two main characters sort of falling in love and, and uh, you know, there's a lot of wacky, over-the-top, stuff that happens to avoid the cops. And I was having a blast. I really enjoyed all that stuff. I thought it was inventive and silly and fun. And I just wish we had had a main character or two main characters, really, that were in on the joke with us, that weren't so serious and doer and, yeah. and melancholy all the time. And Aaron Paul does that really well. I'm a fan of his from Breaking Bad, and he certainly brings that gravitas uh, to that role uh, in Breaking Bad. But I didn't think it was necessary here. I wanted the Burt Reynolds. I wanted somebody who's winking with me and having a great time and enjoying the fact that he can get away and how awesome he is at driving cars. Aaron Paul never really has any joy. It's a very joyless performance. I think it's intentional on his part, but I think it was the wrong note. Um, I really liked Michael Keaton in the movie, although he's clearly in a different film from everybody else both <laughs> in, in, a, in every way that that can be true. I mean, he's never in the physical same place as anyone else, and he's tonally very different from everybody else in the movie. But I loved his movie. I like his version of this movie. I wanted that to be the tone of the rest of the film. Uh, I liked the guy who was up in the helicopter and the airplane stuff. He was he was really fun and having a good time, and I wish the rest of the film was on those two characters' wavelength. I want the Michael Keaton joy and, and exuberance to be throughout this movie. I, I didn't feel like we needed to have so much intensity and sadness and melancholia as we get at the beginning and end of this movie. And I get that, that we want to, you know, raise the stakes for our main character, but when we're, when the movie's clicking, it's really fun. And I, uh, I enjoyed it. Yes. The plot is dumb. Yes. The, the plot is predictable. Yes. Most of the things the characters say are pretty stupid, but, I went into this movie hoping for some fun car chases and not to be have my intelligence completely insulted, and I came out, you know, pleasantly surprised. Christian Spicer, your thoughts on the movie? I really liked it. If if you are a fan of car chases, video, film, car chases, and a fan of cars, I think this movie is an easy recommend. You know, a lot of times movies will have, you know, the opening scene to get you into the movie and this movie starts very early on with a, a great i think driving sequence <clears throat> and the sound of the cars just felt right in the theater and you could feel the the, the shifting and the the gurgle of these vintage v8s you know just kind of bubbling over as they're driving and, and the tire squealing on the pavement all of the driving sequences there's there are a couple that are like you know the car would be totaled after doing some of this stuff. But in terms of just like that visceral, I mean, my heart was racing when I was watching this. Like nothing made me sadder than knowing that I had sold my Porsche and I was going to be leaving this movie and going and getting in my Toyota Prius. And like, <laughs> you know, like this isn't the movie. You, you where did, I'm like, you're making me sad now. That car doesn't gurgle? 
No, it it, it it quietly hums with a very safe baby seat in the back. Um, <laughs> it, but, yeah, I mean, there are problems with the plot, um, you know, not getting into spoiler territory at all. The char- Aaron Paul's character um, remains a little flat. He, it bothers me. Um, there are often hubris in these movie types of movies. I think you could kind of call this a revenge or even like a sports redemption movie. It kind of walks that line between those types of films for me. Um, and I feel like the way Aaron Paul's character continuously gets him into trouble, it, I find I found a little annoying. But I thought Aaron Paul did a great job in the film, and, and I understand Jeff's points. But I also think to some extent, if it were all too wacky, I think it would have seemed a little slapsticky. And I almost liked the counterbalance of Kid Cudi versus Aaron Paul's menace. I don't think this will be a film that propels Aaron Paul into superstardom. Um, but I think it's Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes ranking at like 23% or something is is too low. Then again, the first Fast and the Furious didn't do well with critics either. I mean, but for me, comparing this to the newest Fast and the Furious, which um, received much more positive reviews than this film, I don't see the difference. And I believe that these were all practical effects. I mean, the du- director whose name, hopefully Aaron or Abe, you guys know, I mean, he's a stunt director, a stunt driver, Scott got Wah. to start with Scott, that. Scott Waugh. Yeah, and it, I think it shows, and it, it feels the driving is the star of this movie for sure. And then also props to the the prop house, uh, the L.A. custom car shop that made the replica supercars because they look great and they smash great, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Abe? Very mixed on this one. Uh, I did find an audience for it, and I'll get to that in a second, but I wasn't a huge fan of this movie overall. And it's primarily because of some of the plot elements. And I'm not saying that it has to be a smart film and it has to really blow me away, but uh, some of the things just seem really ridiculous to me. And that, I, I just couldn't go with it. Uh, the whole entire driving aspects of it, I thought that it was a little bit unclean. Some of the stuff in the supercars uh, were a little bit cleaner. Um, that first driving sequence where they're uh, in the, the old uh, American muscle, it's very... Uh, unsteady, but I guess it kind of gives you that visceral tone of, hey, these are like really cool supercharged cars, and it's not going to be a clean, steady shot every time. Um, there's also some ridiculous things that they do in the Ford Mustang. Ridicul- ridiculous actions that he takes within the course of uh, being released from prison, and also the air support and whatever else. His side characters are a bunch of goofballs. Um, they play bass and they play racing games in their in their garage while they're supposed to be working and they're behind on bank payments and you know all fun and no play makes Jack a dull boy. For the most part, yes. But I mean, when you're trying to make money to save your auto shop, I hope that you have more business in Mount Kisco. Um, Dominic Cooper is in this film and he's kind of a one note character. I would say more than Aaron Paul. I liked Aaron Paul's character. I like Aaron Paul. Uh, uh, as an actor, and I thought that he was kind of going for it in this one, really giving you that intense that intensity. But like what you guys had said, I'm not really sure if that intensity was really needed all the all the way through. Um, but uh, after watching it and after thinking about it, I was like, this is a great movie for like uh, I'd say like preteens, uh, and that's not that's not a jab at Christian or Jeff. It's just more of if those are the guys who are probably going to really love this movie and think that it's the best movie ever, primarily because of the crazy stunts that they do and involving Ford Mustangs and spinning out and 
chasing away from cops and making fun of people and bikers and Pontiac Firebirds and whatever else. Um, and the plot line is believable enough for them and just has enough of that strange drama that you would go to a movie for when you were young and think that this is the best movie ever, like in Days of Thunder or something like that. Um, but yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of it overall. We can get into some of the plot points later, but it just seems ridiculous that you would drive a, a $3 million car like 3,000 miles instead of just trucking it over or something like that. And yeah, I don't know. He he he's a better racer than Eddie if he had to go. He had way. to he had to drive all the way across. He had to get his talents back. He was in jail. He <laughs> needs to he needs to dust off the old I don't know. Stick uh, shift. I okay. So like in the past couple of weeks, uh, we Abe and I we both like nonstop. We both like Three Hundred Rise of an Empire. Those are really silly movies, but we had a lot of fun with them. I was willing to have a lot of fun with Need for Speed, and I'm not gonna say that like I hated the movies. I didn't. I just didn't have that much fun with it. That was my my issue. I think the car stuff is great. I think the car stuff is very well accomplished. I think Scott Waugh, who previously did Act of Valor, which was born for the Navy SEALs, like it was it was like yeah great we got to see they're in action that's good for them but okay I don't need to be recruited into the Navy SEALs like but so this movie like it feels better than that it feels like it has more going on because it has an actual story regardless of how ridiculous it is but the I'm not, I wasn't, you know, expecting to have kind of, you know, this amazing story to go with like this great car stuff, but at the same time, I, I feel like I at least, I, I could get a good, like, I, I watched the Fast and Furious movies, and I like those a lot, and I think it comes from, the, besides just the car action stuff that's happening, it's the characters. I think I have a lot of fun with those characters. I can't say I had a lot of fun with these people in this movie. Like, you have, I like Aaron Paul. I think he's a great actor, but this movie just, he doesn't seem to belong here. He seems very self-serious in a movie that kind of really rides the line between being very self-serious and trying to be very humorous. Like as kind of Jeff pointed out, like it, um, the middle section tries to have a lot more fun than the kind of end and beginning of this movie do. And the, the beginning of the movie is like a good, like 40 minutes of backstory that I think could be told in like a flashback pretty simply, but regardless, it's, it's, I, I, the kind of blending of like Kid Cudi making jokes and being this random like military guy who can get access to helicopters anywhere he needs to go, blended with Darren Paul's like his need to outrace Dino in order to get revenge, it just it felt it just felt like kind of a, a clash of tones that didn't quite register for me in the in the best of sense. Despite having these cool car chases to watch and. It really, I mean, it captures the essence of the Need for Speed game, which is, hey, here's some here's some cars racing, and they look great, and there's car there's cops chasing them, and they're tricked out, so we need to outrace them, and yeah, but I just I I, I wish I had more fun watching it. And I can't see, I, I maybe mean, maybe if it was like a 90 minute movie and not a two hour plus movie, I might have been able to kind of single out the fun more. But it was more grasping at, hey, hopefully there's more car stuff soon, because in between I really don't care. But yeah, I just I, I I wanted to have more fun with this movie, which I already wasn't thinking was going to be great because it's a video game movie. So I just I I know better than to get my expectations high these days. So I I don't know. I just it didn't it didn't stand out as a, as a super fun time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that the DLC podcast and out now are not are not clashing with with wonderful agreements this week. But yeah. <laughs> the movie's fun. Like I don't understand how you can like uh, Fast and Furious. And, and granted, this, yeah, this is the first, this is the first attempt at this. This isn't great, but 
in Fast Five, maybe in one of the Fasts, they have modified Dodge Chargers towing a bank safe around <laughs> and, and driving it around, and the, like you're able to suspend your disbelief for that. And I again, with all uh, respect to his fans and his family, this isn't in no way uh, a slight to Paul Walker, but like he his character in those movies was always very serious. Like he was never comedic relief in those films and and while they were surrounded by um who's the rapper why do these movies have to have a rap yeah ludicrous ludicrous is always cracking jokes and and then the the uh, tokyo drift guy's always eating like he has no (laughs) he has no character smoking christian right exactly he's basically both of these movies are very much like oh here's a copy of the book save the cat Give a guy an eye patch, like oh that that's his character trait. Like, yes, no, they're not perfect, but it's it, I don't know. I, I I think I agree with what you're saying, like that that they're very similar. But I I legitimately like these characters more in the Fast and Furious franchise. Maybe it comes with the fact that it's a franchise, obviously. But even from the first Fast and Furious, I like spending time with those people. I didn't like spending time with Rami Malek running around naked for no reason for five minutes and. It's because he, he didn't want to have a job Dude, there. That scene was hilarious. That scene was brilliant. It was wonderful. <laughs> I think that scene went on for too long. Oh, man. I, that, was the, that was an example of the, the movie having a great time and, and being yeah. irreverent and, and silly. And I, I, I agree that there's a lot of dumb stuff. I mean, the whole premise of the race is, you know, people are going to log onto the Internet and watch little triangles move yeah, around. Yeah, not the actual race. <laughs> yeah, which is ridiculous. And but that's I, like so, yeah. back to the game, though. That's when you're in map mode. <laughs> but, right. Yeah, which um, everybody watches, which is the, the draw for the game. Um, but, you know, there's enough really great action and uh, and fun moments and getting away from people and outsmarting people. I had a good time. It's not going to be, you know, on my top 10 of the year list. It's, I think, if you're into racing movies, you'll dig it. I would agree with that sentiment. If you're into racing movies, I think you're going to have a good time. Um, and if that's all that you're looking for, I think there's enough car racing in here to really get you going, especially with, like, the old muscle, and then you have the Italian supercars, as well as just regular other supercars. Not regular, but uh, just other supercars from around the world. The regular supercars you see. Yeah. Supercars. I mean, I've got three in my garage right now. <laughs> I think, but. yeah, if you're a, a, a car guy and you enjoy driving and not just, like, running into parked cars on freeway uh, on-ramps, like, if you're a car guy that really enjoys driving, I think you'll like this movie. Right, Aaron? <laughs> I'm such a car guy. One of the uh, things that uh, one of the things <laughs> I didn't like about it was the amount of civilian casualties and I, I say casualties lightly, but they have a lot of crashed cars because they're just speeding through Detroit. That's my other. That's my other issue. Nebraska and everything else. With and the sad thing is they they kind of just show the the people laughing while they're doing it, which is unfortunate. And I think that's why it kind of goes just for like the. The audience where they're like, oh, yeah, this is fun. This is a, a cool way to drive. And um, I also thought it was disrespectful to bikers because bikers get killed all the time by drivers. And I was like, this, that's not funny at all. That's not very nice. They um, tore up the streets with a freaking bank vault. Yeah, no, and yeah. Fast and the Furious. They I, I, wreck, yeah. they wreck I, a freeway to both sides of a freeway overpass. They, like, I understand I'm that. Totally, yeah, I'm totally not 
uh, I'm totally not trying to compare the two, and I'm also not forgiving Fast and the Furious five, they, six. They, I, I want to point something out about seven. that though, because they t- in like six when that tanks on the thing, the first line they say is, "We got to stop that tank because they're taking out civilians, and we don't want that." They don't take that into account in this movie. They're literally because just like, "We're driving around, and it's great. Oh my god, look at that there car are crash no, we avoided." There are no cops in this movie. Like the people that say that yeah, are exactly. cops. <laughs> yeah, These there's are all like illegal there's a- racers. There's a bunch of idiot cops in this movie too, which is they're driving around in circles, and the cop is just like, "I'm, I guess I'll follow them." Um, uh, but I mean, besides that, I think that there is merit in this movie in that it's just a simple enough storyline for you to follow. Um, but again, if you're not really into that whole entire like mystical young buck in your team, and you know that something weird is going to happen to him because he's just too. <laughs> she's too wide-eyed, then, yeah, it's just not going to be for you. But I'm, for the most part, it's just something I couldn't really get along with. I'm trying not to talk about the story, because I, I'm willing to go along with the ludicrous nature of any of these kind of movies. Cause, no, like, ludicrous uh, is in Fast and the Furious. Thanks, I'm sorry. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm trying to avoid any of the kid-cutty types of these na- movies of these nature. But, I mean, the guy, <laughs> Aaron Paul gets out of prison, and his plan is to just outrace somebody. Like, that's his whole plan for revenge. Not, like, prove oh, that he's... He's got to prove that he's innocent. He wasn't trying to do that, though. Like, he happened to prove that after the fact. Like, oh, by the way, I, you know, this happened. But also, I outraced you. That was my main goal from the outset. Like, that Well, was- I mean, if you're going to nitpick about... Like, the idea that the winner of this this race gets all the other cars, except that all the other cars are, are destroyed. destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> and I also... I thought about that, too. It's like, who wins in this game? Yeah, it's like, well, what? how in past years had, did that work out? Did they somehow drive a lot safer last year, and so everybody got the actual cars? Uh, I also like the idea, I mean, no, you know, try not to spoil anything, yeah, but he makes a decision at the end to, you know, help somebody out, and it's like, well, yeah, we'll help that guy out, but screw everyone else that has been in this race so far. Uh, they can go F themselves. The ones that are, are probably proves presumably not responsible for murder. In any, like, they're probably just regular guys who are driving just to have, you know, Drive. So I'm not going to argue that yeah. this is, you know, this is Citizen Kane. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not arguing that this is a, a, a. It's dumb. It's it's dumb. I just, I didn't find it as dumb as any given Transformers movie. I didn't find it as dumb as a lot of movies that that come out that get that do very very well. And it, it's simple and kind of yeah stupid. But the the thrust of what you're there for, which is watching fast cars go fast, is done really, really well. And uh, and there's a lot of fun to be had, I think, in that in that sense. But, you know, I, I have a hard time defending it more than that. I agree, because I, 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 I get behind that notion, of, of course, because, I mean, if I'm saying Need for Speed, I'm getting – it's delivering on having that car action. I can't say the same about other video game movies that we'll get to that might have – not delivered on what the intent of the game initially was and how to transfer that to screen. But like this movie delivers on that front. I just, I wish I had more fun with the movie that obviously wanted to have fun. And if I can't get on board with that, with that, then I, you know, I'm obviously not going to like it. Obviously you guys did. And that's why you liked it, And that helped in you liking the movie more. I, I, I wish I could have been on that same boat. But I, I just wasn't, uh, but Fair enough. We're just gonna, yeah, we're just talking in circles at this point, just like the cars <laughs> in this movie. So, uh, yeah, let's get to our rating for the film. Each week we rate movies based on when you should go and see them, and we have a scale that goes from IMAX, theater, dollar theater, Netflix, HBO TV, or just kind of forget about it. On that scale, as we start, Jeff, where would you rate Need for Speed? Uh, I say dollar theater. It's, uh, unless you're really into cars, I think 
if, as long as that dollar theater has a really good sound system, which is what you kind of want. Yeah. I, I think watching it at home on Netflix, you miss something. It's a big, this is a big screen film if you're into that kind of thing. If you can't stand dumb movies and you're not into racing, then don't see it at all. Christian? Yeah, very close sentiments to Jeff. If you have a great home theater system, I would say wait for Netflix. If you don't, um, you know, see it in theaters. If, it is. It's all. I know it kind of defeats the purpose of your simple rating system, but it's all couched in the understanding of, as I think our discussion showed, if you like car racing, if you own Bullet and only watch the the race sequence a couple of times a year, then it's definitely in theaters. If not, you know, fire it up on Netflix and have it going in the background, and you can peek up from time to time and be like, oh, sweet car, cool crash. Uh, Abe everything Christian said about the Netflix part, because uh, I definitely agree with that. So, Netflix rating. Did anyone see this in 3D, by the way? I'm aware it's in 3D, apparently. I did not. Nope. Nope. Just, just curious. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm i in the, the Netflix camp here. I mean, it, it, yeah, it certainly helps you have a, a great sound system to really dig into it. But, yeah, I mean, it has, it has good car stuff, and so that's, you know, it helps. All right, let's do a little movie callback. Call back, call back, call back. So we uh, bring up a couple of movies that we might have thought of during or uh, after the film that we discussed, which is, of course, Need for Speed. Abe, any callbacks? Yes. Uh, Sex Drive with James Marsden. Um, and uh, Rush and the game Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Specifically Hot Pursuit? Yes, because that's the only one that I've ever owned. Okay. From 1999. Christian? Yeah, I, I don't, I mean... All of that, all all car movies. I mean, they show Bullet in the beginning, so they do. Yeah. immediately from that, I was just thinking about Bullet and other great. Um, oh man, uh, what, what, wow! It just it slipped my mind. Not Escape from Paris. What's the mm, Ronan? No, Halle Berry shows her swordfish. Swordfish, it's swordfish. but it's oh. kind of an unofficial Holy remake. Halle Berry, Halle Berry shows her swordfish. But there's the, <laughs> that's what hilarious. Is that, what is that kind of an unofficial remake of? Um, with Gene uh, Hackman, The French Connection. French Connection. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, The French Connection. Watch that. Ooh, that's some great. And Ronan. Have we said Ronan yet? Ronan oh man. Great. Yeah. Awesome Audi car chases in Ronan. Jeff. Uh, really, any Halle Berry movie. Um, <laughs> she um, is known for showing her swordfish. I um, I guess <clears throat> Drive is a movie recently that had awesome uh, cinematography and car stuff. It's a very different tonally than this movie, but awesome. If you haven't seen Drive, you owe it to yourself to see Drive. Fantastic Hello. film. Aaron Paul and Ryan, Ryan Gosling are are quite serious in both movies. Oh, indeed. And well, the movie that I referenced. Smoking the Bandit. If you've never seen Smoking the Bandit, that's a that's a blast, man. That's awesome seventies, like it's so fun. Uh, Dom DeLuise, yeah. <laughs> Burt Reynolds, Sally Field, Dom great stuff. DeLuise, holy cow! Have you never seen that movie? I have not. No. So you're a baby, a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. That's what you are. <laughs> Swath me. I have a lot of the similar ones, Jeff. I have Cannonball Run and Vanishing Point. Just, yeah, those said that kind of 70s Vanishing cut. Point. Vanishing Point. Uh, Death Race 2000. Wonderful movie. Um, Roger Corman classic. Sylvester Stallone and David Carradine. Um, but yeah, just that kind of, yeah, 70s car scene. I mean, yeah, that is, I mean, I can praise that for sure, kind of the practical aspect of Need for Speed. That certainly helps the movie in going a, a long way of like, hey, we actually had drivers doing some of this stuff. So that's, that's good to know. Um, but yeah, all right. 
Let's uh, let's move on now. Let's go to our, our Audible plug here. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. There are over a hundred thousand. I think it was more than that at this point. There's like over. Yeah, it's got to be like. I'll just say billion. two. I'll say there's over 200,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 device. And you can get a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial if you, if you, uh, you know, want to. Uh, Abe, do you have a book to recommend? I do. It's called Rush to Glory, Formula One Racing's Greatest Rivalry. And it's, uh, it's by James, or it's by Tom, uh, Ruby Vaughn. And it's about, uh, James Hunt and Nikki Lauda. And of course, you were a big fan of Rush last year, so. I think a lot of people were. Yeah, from the people that saw it. Um, so yeah, that's just one of many books you can get at audibletrial.com. podcast. You can download that book. You can try out their service. If you don't like it, you can get rid of their service, but you get to keep the book. So I mean, everyone wins in that scenario. There you go. Audibletrial.com. podcast. Boom. Let's move on now. Let's get to a little out now feedback. Feedback! I just closed the one window I needed to open. We're, oh, some of that. That was, the, that was the wrong button to press. All right. <laughs> this is where, of course, we go over some of the responses we had from our various... Uh, fa- our Facebook group where we had many questions to ask and many answers to receive from our listeners. So thank you for that. Yeah, the first question we asked was, uh, what is your favorite car chase movie? Patrick writes Ronin, which we mentioned on the podcast, where they've got the Audis, they got the Bijos, the BMWs, and almost everything else. Uh, Patrick write, or Scott writes, The French Connection is my favorite, with Bullet coming in a close second. April writes, Gone in 60 seconds. And Danny writes, Transporter, 7 Series BMW is so awesome. And Jeff and Christian, you guys can feel free to chime in if you'd like to. Um, favorite car chase moment. We just kind of did that with our with the callbacks. Callbacks. Um, yeah. Favorite racing video game. Um, Jose has Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, Diddy Kong. Uh, <laughs> Brandon has um, first person say Mario Kart NSES version for him. Maxwell has Mario Kart Burnout and Forza. Brian has MotorStorm. Jim Dietz has Burnout Three. Road Blasters, Jet Moto, and F-Zero. I'm a huge fan of the Burnout series, by the Jet way. Jet Moto, holy cow. Uh, Ryan has Gran Turismo. Matthew has the one pod racing arcade game where you have both controls in each hand. I remember that. You guys remember that one? We had, like, it was, like, the, the huge, but, like, you're sitting in yeah, a pod the racer. Arcade, the uh, arcade yeah. pod racer, yeah. Um, and then Jason has me. My dad and I used to play a lot of NASCAR Thunder 2003. He also has Sugar Rush from uh, Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph. And Need for Speed, because someone had to say it. And then we asked, who would you cast in a Mario Kart movie? Jason writes, clearly, a plumber. Yes, thanks. Matthew writes, Bob Hoskins as Mario, which is... He'd return, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Rebecca writes, Jim Parsons as Yoshi, which I guess that'll work out. <laughs> and Jose writes, Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Donkey Kong, which I can't tell if that's racist. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he's got the arms for it. He can make it. He can make it. <laughs> Uh, remember, he was Mr. P. He was uh, uh, Mr. Peeper's father in SNL, so you can, he's already doing Donkey Kong. And <laughs> he's also uh, the Rock Obama, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, we got some questions from you guys as well, so we can answer those real quick. Jason asks, "What do you think of a Liam Neeson slash Jason Statham action film?" I think the universe would explode. That sounds amazing. I mean, I, <laughs> it's called it. Taken and then Transported. There you go. Oh, <laughs> Sign, go. Subtitle: Signed, Sealed, Delivered. <laughs> we asked, how interested would you guys be in seeing a series of movies starring Agent Jack Bauer? And I, I like that, that he wrote Agent Jack Bauer. That, that, that was funny to me. But, um, I mean, 
movies with Jan Bauer, like a series of movies. I I don't know. Like I'm happy with the TV show. I'm a huge 24 fan. I'm looking forward to the return of the series, but I don't I don't know if I need a series of movies start unless he's on like unless he's not doing agent type stuff. If he's just kind of like having a having a nice day, or like going <laughs> it's on a Sunday like, drive day, going on a nice vacation with his daughter or something. Hour two, eating lunch. Um, let's see, last question. Jason, again, asks, do you think we will get another animated Batman film for the big screen? Mm, for the big screen? Say. Tough to say. But, I mean, yeah, if you watch the trailer for the yeah. new Batman game, I mean, that's, that's pretty good already. No, I wouldn't say we'd get one for the big screen. I mean, we're getting the constant DC animated releases, which are, you know, tend to be pretty good. But, uh, big screen now. And, I mean, we got too much going on with, with Affleck's Batman and everything, so we're gonna see how that plays out. All right, let's move on now. Let's do a little, uh, okay, some box office talk real quick. Each week we go over the results and what we're, our previ- how close our previous predictions were actually to the result, to the results. Um, Abe, remember what you predicted last week? Second place, I want to say 18 million. No, you said, you said, you said 22. 22. I said 18. Uh, Jason said third place of 15. Jimmy said first place of 25. Um, I guess. Jason was closest here because it hit third place of Need for Speed hit third place of 17.8 million, hmm. um, coming in behind Mr. Peabody and Chairman, which is the new number one movie this weekend, and 300, the former number one movie. Um, they're all pretty close, 21, 19, and 17. Um, Tyler Perry's The Single Moms Club fifth place with eight million. <laughs> Top ten, baby. Um, Christian, you saw that like four times this weekend, right? Uh, I wake up in the morning and that is my alarm clock. Is just that moving? <laughs> a long time to wake up, dude. <laughs> and um, let's see. Last, uh, Veronica Mars. Um, given that it was only in like 300 theaters and had VOD releases, it still managed 10th place. The 10th place opening with like two million. Oh, nice. So that movie keeps on kind of kind of winning in its own way for having you know basically no marketing and being kickstarted to exist. So there you go. All right, let's move on. Normally. Uh, not normally, but we, we, do, we generally do games around this time, and I wanted to do something a little different since we, since we have the members of the DLC podcast here, and we're talking about a video game movie, I figured we'd talk about video game movies in general. And, um, just kind of get a general, maybe consensus on which ones we considered would be the best, and uh, some other things of that nature. So let's just start off with that. The, the, uh, Jeff or Christian, do you guys have, like, favorite video game movies, like ones you think did the best job? Uh, that's like saying, what was the, what was your favorite injury? I, um, I know, I know, I know it's, I know it can be tricky. Um, actually, I don't think that there's been a video game movie that's been better than the original Mortal Kombat. I agree with you completely, but go on. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember going to see a midnight screening of that when it came out, and, uh, it was a blast, man. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, it nailed the tone of those games, and it was campy and silly, but, but great action sequences, great combat. And uh, most other video game movies have been Travis Shamockeries, but I have to admit, I also have to cop to, as much as I'm a fan of films, as much as I'm a fan of video games, I've not seen a whole bunch of video game movies, uh, including ones that I've heard are really good, like Silent Hill, I heard was actually pretty decent. Uh, and I've, I've, I think the Resident Evils, as campy and silly as those are, you know they kind of are all right when it if you think I'm going to a video game movie that's supposed to be a genre and over the top eh, not too bad but nothing beats Mortal Kombat for me yeah i mean i think i mean the first the first resident evil i thought was was okay 
it was entertaining enough. Like it had some bad CG. The first Mortal Kombat, yeah, I mean, it was fun. It's I don't I don't think it holds up at all. Um, I mean, the first Tomb Raider was a huge success in terms of like people going out and actually kind of defending it in terms of you know it being a movie that should exist. It still is the top grossing video game movie of all time. Um, in ter- in terms in that kind of in that field in that genre. That's pretty crazy. And I'm just gonna list a few others. No, um, the only other Prince of Persia, I feel like to me is maybe most disappointing. Um, with in terms of like it had a budget and it seemed like they were actually kind of really trying and it just kind of fell apart. This is probably recency speaking, but Need for Speed is is up there. It it as of this very moment, it will be my it's my favorite just because of the the practical effects used for the driving. I think 10 years from now, I can still go back and watch those race sequences and really enjoy them. Gabe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a huge fan of, wow. not a huge ask, fan of that. Well, I mean, video game movies in general, I think that, I mean, I'm glad that they make them, but I, I'm kind of sad that they don't make them as well as comic book movies or any other subtype. It took a long time for that to happen. It did, yes. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you, you take a look at, like, old school, I don't know, terrible Avengers movies and not like the 2012 one, but like super old ones and like He-Man and whatever else, uh, those ones that Dolph Lundgren and Hercules in New York and shit. You look... (laughs) (laughs) You're you're grasping at straws, so it results in you swearing more. Um, Because you look at like Superman, and that was like, you know, in terms of more modern era cinema, that's like the first one and they got it right completely. And then, yeah, there is kind of this long period of just not a lot happening besides, like, Burton's <laughs> Batman um, before they, you know, really took off into, like, the stratosphere with, like, the, you know, the, the kind of renaissance, if you'd say, with Blade and X-Men really starting. I'm up, looking but... at, like, this list of Box Office Mojo's uh, video game adaptation movies. The one on here that I actually do enjoy is uh, Final Fantasy The Spirits Within, but that I don't think that, that has anything to do with Final Fantasy. It just borrows a name, am I correct? Or... Uh, maybe it's like a spinoff. I don't know, but um, I sort of enjoyed Doom just because of the uh, first-person God mode at the end when Carl Urban takes the serum, uh, and I wasn't a... before he before he misses with the BFG somehow. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't a. I, I thought that Silent Hill was good if they had stopped right after the explanation sequence and then go on for like another thirty minutes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Obviously, this is kind of the topic that's. <laughs> Video great video game movies is not a it's an oxymoron at this point. But good video game movies, there's some leeway there. And I do I, I argue tooth and nail that Mortal Kombat's like the best one. And as a person that has revisited it multiple times, it's given that we I watched it and then we did the commentary for it, I mean it, it works for me. It has obvious dated material in it and it's not like an excellent st- uh, example of storytelling. But I think what it does is capture the vibe of the game, a game that, you know, had nothing really going on to lend itself to a film necessarily much like need for speed for that example i mean it's it's just kind of like here's a fighting game like let's take a like we need a plot all right let's uh enter the dragon that, that's a good plot let's put that in there let's let's put that out. let's put characters on top of that and so it like it does the job for me um there's a lot that have been if anything just disappointing to the extent that i just can't get myself psyched up for video game movies anymore you look at something like max Payne, which is dependent on a character having two guns and shooting at people, and the movie somehow has almost no action in it. Like, I don't know how you messed that premise up at all. Um, the Resident Evil movies, I, the first one, like, it gets a pass, but 
but like the rest of them are just irritating to watch right like um and even the like some of the yeah i'm looking at this list chris o'donnell's in max Payne. don't i don't remember yeah, he that is. he has he has a scene oh wait i do remember that now uh, yeah i know house of the dead is actually just like just so bad it's like it's a fun game though that movie that's another one that like there's not really much to do with and then you're just like all right we'll just put some people on an island and have them shoot at stuff like it yeah, a lot of these they, they don't stick out like is like the pinnacle of like this needs to be a movie. But yeah, so I guess I guess my question now is like what's the what's the best way to handle like video game movie? Like do you do you stick to what the game is trying to do, or do you stick like, do you just take a premise and do your own thing with it? Either one. I think you want to have the spirit of what the game is, otherwise people will feel abandoned. But I feel like the, a lot of these games have larger universes that you can play with. Um, Portal No Escape, a short film from Dan Trachtenberg is excellent. It's a very short film, but I feel like, you know, sometimes I feel like these fan films um, do the material better than the full-length feature films. Mortal Kombat Annihilation, is that what it was that ended up being a YouTube series? Uh, Annihilation is the the second movie. It's the Legacy. Is the, Legacy. Uh, the web like series. The, that handled the property pretty well. I think there's definitely great ways to do it. Um, it just takes thinking about it, and it's kind of like there'll be some backlash as things are changed like they do for the comic book movies you know they don't just do exactly here's batman year one they they make it into a movie that yeah. works and hopefully that's where we'll end up being you're right about those web shorts and how they're pretty good i mean this is a comedy thing but college humor did the street fighter later years thing that's a funny series and i, I like the the believability of these characters it comes over all... it comes over respect to the franchise or not to uh, can we all agree that the best video game movie ever is Wreck-It Ralph? But yeah, I mean, Wreck-It Ralph certainly, that, see, and that works as that plays off people that grew up with video, that's another thing, like people playing, growing up with video games that also have kind of a filmmaking sensibility or, you know, a writing sensibility that, like, extends to them, like, representing that thing they liked in a whole new way. And yeah, Wreck-It Ralph certainly shows that for sure. And it's just hilarious. <laughs> but I guess last question, are there any, like, games that you would want to see turn into movies at this point? Like, we got news recently of, like, Last of Us is now becoming a game. Or, sorry, a, game, a movie um, produced by Sam Raimi, of all people. Well, his production company, yeah. His production, yeah, Ghost House uh, Pictures. Yeah. It's already a great game by itself and a great movie by itself uh, when you play it. So, I don't know. It's like, yes, but I'm gun-shy. I, I, I'm super excited for the first great one, right? I'm super excited for a really well-done Shadow of the Colossus movie. I think that could be amazing. I'm super excited for, you know, Uncharted to be movies. I think Halo could be a, a huge universe to play in. And I don't want them to abandon it. I just, it'll come around. We went through a lot of really bad comic book movies. And even after we started to make great ones, we, uh, when Hollywood started to make great ones, there were still the, the Fantastic Four movies. There was still <clears throat> the Amazing Spider-Man reboot. Um, so they're going to be some duds, but I think it's a great, yeah, I think continue to mine that stuff and keep making great, uh, great, th these are great IPs and I think they can be great movies. Yeah. I think a, a portal movie would make me excited just because, uh, seeing that, that device on the big screen is, is really fun. Seeing the, the portal open up and going, you know, it makes for a visual experience that's really interesting. And yeah, any, any game that has a, an awesome universe, I think, as Christian said, Halo would make for a really cool video game universe although you know one could argue that uh, neil blomkamp's film are based yeah. Films, Halo. Films, yeah yeah um 
And uh, I don't know. I don't know what else would be. We really have that. We have the World of Warcraft movie coming. That's... Yeah, it could be great. I mean, I think that I think the thing that will make World of Warcraft a great movie, uh, if it is one, is the idea of it being a a fantasy film told from two perspectives. I think that really could set it apart from most things where you have, you know, you basically have Lord of the Rings where we get the orcs perspective as well and it's just as compelling and just as interesting and just as sympathetic. I think that could make for a really interesting tale, uh two sides of a of a coin rather than the one that we usually see from fantasy being uh, you know, clear-cut good and evil. Good way to put it. All right. Uh, well, thank you guys for humoring me with my discussion about video game movies. I know it's <laughs> not the the boldest of, of uh, sub-genres out there, but it's nice to take into account things every now and then, just because I do like arguing for Street for Mortal Kombat as the best video game movie for the time being. Could only hope to see. I haven't watched that in a long time, though, so I... I, I put an, I'll put an out. asterisk by your by your thoughts on the I show. I mean, I wonder notes. if it holds up. You know, it, it was great at the time, but... Um... It's sort of like having... I mean, like, I, I say it as best video game. It's not like I think it's, like, a great movie. It's just more of... It fits for what it's trying to do, and I can't... Even, the, even with that point, like, I don't see many video game movies that kind of hold that up, like, fitting what they're trying to do. Like, hey, you mentioned the Final Fantasy thing, and yeah, it's fine. Like, it's, it's just not really the great right. games at all. It's just like, here's a, here's a property. Yeah. Anyway, all right, let's move on. Get to the getting close to the wrap up here. Out now presents what's out now. These are movies that are coming out on DVD and Blu-ray this week. First up, we have Frozen. Yeah, you'll see it. Uh, next up, we have American Hustle. Uh, maybe. Did you guys see American? Jeff, did you see American Hustle? You know, I have the screener and I have yet to watch it. Um, Me too. To my shame, but yes, I keep meaning to. Did you see Frozen? I love Frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to buy the Blu-ray? <laughs> and uh, let's uh, see. Frozen's great. Yep. Save Mr. Banks. Half, half. Yeah, I agree. Half, half. Yeah, I think I Colin. Liked, I like Mr. Banks. I like I mean, Colin Farrell's half. I think Colin Farrell's half was quite good. I like Boy, Paul Giamatti. I, completely the opposite. And Giamatti. Yeah, Giamatti's stuff is good. Too. Uh, yeah, it's like I like the movie. I is it just didn't win me. It didn't win me over. Like I, I, I wasn't surprised to not see it like get multiple Oscar nominations. Like yeah, it was fine. Like yeah. I thought the whole reason to see that movie was Emma Thompson. I thought she was phenomenal. She and was I could good. sort of take or leave the Colin Farrell side. Yeah. And lastly, uh, Mandela, Long Walk to Freedom. With, uh, are they stopping the apocalypse in that one? Is Mandela stopping the apocalypse? In yeah. That? No, that's not happening. Okay. Um, it's you know it's fine. It's a long movie, but not nearly enough justice to do to Nelson Mandela's entire life. But it, it's fine. It's just not. It's not re- relevatory. 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 Revelatory. <laughs> but um, all right. So that, that's that. Up words now. That's that's you know I figure I figure people tune out around the box office part so you know <laughs> just make up words. Uh, let's let's go to what next week. Next week's show we're gonna talk about Divergent or the Muppets movie. I think we're just gonna decide sometime during this week which one we want to talk about more. Um, I feel like Divergent might be the more interesting discussion, but uh, we'll see. Abe, you yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. But with that said, um. We should go over the. We should try to predict the box office for next week. Uh, for Divergent or for, di- for, di- for Divergent, I think that'll be the the bigger draw given the property. But uh, yeah, each week we try to predict the box office totals for next week. See what for just the one movie. Um, so with that said, uh, Christian, any thoughts on on Divergent opening next weekend? I hear it's a big property, but I feel like the buzz behind it isn't hasn't. It's not the same as um, Hunger Games or Twilight or those types of things. I think we're in a little bit of a quiet. Uh, period from movies waiting for Captain America America to come out. I think it will 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it will finish behind the Muppets. I think it'll finish number two. It'll be really close. And my box office prediction, putting a number on it, is uh, $20 million. That feels good. Mm, $20 million. Jeff, any, uh, any thoughts? $21 million. Jeff, he, under, he understands our, our closest, our price is right rules on this one. <laughs> $1, Bob. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Divergent, uh, yeah, it's second place with, uh, 24 million. Narrow gaps this week, guys. All right. <laughs> I'll shoot one, since I don't have to go too much higher, I'll just go to straight, like a, a straight 30. And, screw it. I'll do a straight 35 and 30, and then first place for Divergent. I'll see what happens. All right. Laying my cards out on the table there. Yeah. Yeah. That's not how you play hold them. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's going to do it. That's going to do it for this week's episode about Now There and Today. You can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodezeek.com. You can find all my written movie reviews as well as at whysoblue.com for all my reviews and Blu-ray reviews there. And at Twitter, at twitter.com slash Aaron's PS4, Abe. You find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. No hashtag? Oh, yeah, no hashtag. Okay. Christian. Um, hi, I got to go first, even though Jeff's the main host. Uh, listen to DLC. It's all about video games. It's on the 5x5 five five network. We record live Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, where we take your calls. And there's also a live chat. Of course, it's also on iTunes and your RSS of choice. You can find it at 5x5.tv slash DLC. And also head over to, because he does a better job of updating it than I do, uh, jeffkanata.com, because we are in the middle of March video game madness, 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 where we are um, like an NCAA bracket, putting video games head-to-head to determine the, the champion of the final four that is going on now. So you can vote. We're in the sweet 16. And also I do a podcast on the Nerdist network called what's new with Christian Spicer. You can find that at Nerdist.com also on iTunes and whatever. And it's a stand up comedy podcast and uh, try it. I think you'll like it. It's unique and it's fun. It's for people that really enjoy, you know, the nitty gritty of stand up. You get to see the process and hear about what works and why it doesn't. And some really great guests on that as well. And then I'm on Twitter at Spicer. Come, uh, come say hi. And Jeff Canada. Yeah, Christian said it. Did well. Uh, I agree about the DLC listening. I think you should all do that. It's a, uh, it's a fun show, and it, Christian is fantastic on it. And uh, I am also on Twitter at Jeff Canada with two N's and one T. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, you can also find all the, all the other episodes of Out Now Theron today on iTunes and at Stitcher, as well as HHWLED.com. That is the podcast network that hosts our site along with other shows about comics and TV and fun stuff like that. Find all our episodes over at OutNow.com, as well as YouTube.com slash OutNowPodcast. And of course, email us at OutNowPodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your favorite uh, video game movies or whatnot. Interact with us over at Facebook.com slash OutNowPodcast and tweet at us at Twitter.com slash OutNow underscore podcast. And lastly, outnowpodcast.tumblr.com. That is where you can follow our show there. Uh, you can also leave us a voicemail, uh, 972-798-3830. You can send us your thoughts on, uh, on Need for Speed or video game movies or anything else. We might display it on the show for you. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much, Christian and Jeff, for joining us to discuss Need for Speed and other things today. Yeah, our pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yeah, for sure. Always, always happy to have Christian on and always happy to have new guests like Jeff Nutta. So, great times as always. And uh, next week, it's either going to be very Muppety or very teen angsty. We'll find out. Um, but until next time, so long. And goodbye. Speed.
Ronan? No, Halle Berry shows her swordfish. Swordfish. Kind of, swordfish. But it's kind oh. of an unofficial Holly remake. Berry. Holly <laughs> Berry shows her swordfish. But there's the, that's, that's hilarious. 